0: experience last night in the middle of the night I uh, had a rough night overall but then again it's not like it's not like it's been a, a year for sweet dreams um, but I woke up in the middle of the night just feeling like just physically unwell and it wasn't helped by the fact that the first thought that entered my half asleep head was Donald Trump's Ahegeo photo <laughs>
1: shoot <laughs> Now, I had
0: to live with that in
2: the middle of the night. Oh, that's going to haunt me forever. That,
1: that has given me about oh. as visceral response as the, the phrase that um, my partner Jane said to me, I think, last night, which was Pickle Rick Anime Girl.
2: <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> yeah,
1: that gave me a similar like... Uh, 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 no, 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 now uh, I have
2: them both. <laughs>
1: Comrade, what terrible visions do you have to poison our minds with? No, it's
2: too late for me. Are you gone? No, it's just, like, <laughs> sagging man meat with a tongue hanging out. Oh, he's going full Belle Delphine. As a, as a Pickle Rick anime girl pegs it. I mean, it's just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, off in the corner, John Bolton's selling his bathwater. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: And, and not
0: like, you know, fresh bath water, you know. Just no, it's some... bath water he should have sold fucking months ago. Yeah, this is some like real filthy stuff. Oh, it's got scum in it. It's got like if you see puddles on a hot summer day and you just see little shrimpy things just floating about in it. Little creatures. It's,
1: it's more soup than bath
0: water at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a dirty lad when he went in.
2: You know, it, and and frankly, he had an opportunity to give away that bathwater at a time when it could have been put to functional use putting out a fire or something, but now it's really fucking useless, let me tell you. This is a metaphor, right? Probably. Okay. Cool. Probably. I don't know. I'll be <laughs> I don't
0: know. I'm I'm I've been spending most of the day trying not to fucking burst into tears. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, truly as I I, uh, I I obviously cover the video game industry a lot and I also have a a, re- a wrestling career and both of them are cutting the rot out, which of course need- is something that should be done. Yeah, Yep. But yeah, um, the very reason I moved here to Philadelphia uh, is untenable now because the people that ran it turned out to be scumbags. Um and then everywhere you look, it turns out people are fucking scumbags.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'm I, I I'm I'm you know. Uh... And none of the stuff that's come out this week has come out of nowhere. Like a lot of it has been stuff that for years has been so and so says so and so says so and so said you should just be a bit wary of that person. And it's good that the that People personally involved are going, yeah, here's what went on there, and talking about what's happened. It needs to happen, but it's, it's, it can be a lot.
0: Yeah. So, so basically, yeah, a lot of, a lot of stories have come out, both games and wrestling, uh, about yeah. a lot of abusers. Uh, some, some people I've, I was a fan of, uh, some people I was about to go into business with. Um, who luckily I guess, I guess better to know now than before getting involved with those people. One hundred percent. Yeah. Good.
1: Good that the ink isn't signed and you can just sort of sidle away.
0: I mean, I'm taking the news considering my my, my entire career plan has, has evaporated. And this isn't about me, of course. This is. I mean, that's part of the reason why I've just got to fucking take it. You know, because yeah. it's nothing compared to what people have gone through. Yeah. Um and yeah, I mean I, I I brought up on on Facebook with with a few people like um a lot of it's been very difficult as someone who's experienced a lot of abuse in their life um not within the game industry um but but sort of in in personal life and it's just very it's very hard to talk about it
1: yeah
0: i I, I mean I'm, I'm retweeting things that I see there's so so much of it, but. Um, it's very difficult for me to talk about it and I I don't want people to think like I'm trying to ignore it. Yeah. Um, It's just...
2: Yeah, I know what it's... It's, like, from my point of view, like, it is so hard to not insert my thoughts into that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's no place for that. Like, my thoughts don't matter there. Uh, And so it's... Yeah, all I'm doing is just trying to say hey pay attention to these people as best i can and and stand back because uh there's really no room for uh somebody who really hasn't suffered much of anything uh by comparison
1: believe people who've come forward with accusations um just as a general rule of thumb but also i'll specifically say i have no reason whatsoever to doubt any of the stuff that's come out this week about chris avalon I'll say that he, yeah, he's not the safest of people from what I have seen of him, and I'm I'm glad that that is out there. Yeah, twenty twenty is a hell of a fucking year, huh? It's just,
2: yeah, it's yeah, and like I'm, I don't know, as as fucking awful as as everything has been, that it's been so awful, kind of gives me a little bit of hope that we'll address some of this shit finally you know it's like uh the person who i have personally like been like ah jesus fucking christ the most has been warren ellis um yeah who i mean his work for me and his contributions to the industry of comics at large are uh amazing both in, a, in, in terms of the work he's done and the work he has elevated over the years. But there is this other thing that has been happening. And I will say that the one thing about the dialogue surrounding Warren Ellis that, I, that, that gives me that sense of hope that maybe we can fix this is that it hasn't necessarily been about canceling Warren Ellis. Which, you know, if someone needs to be canceled and that's the – you know, whatever – but the discussion is this behavior has to stop across the board everywhere. Yeah. And we need to address the culture that enables that to happen. And um, like Warren Ellis's response to the, to the thing for me wasn't satisfactory. And I'm you know deeply disappointed. I will say I'm no longer surprised by anything. That was the other thing I yeah. noticed is that there would have been a time a year ago even where I'd have heard that and been shocked, just stunned and now it's you know i've reached a point where the default expectation is starting to become that people who have a position of power exploit that power
1: so they probably have something in their closet that that could come out at some point
2: right so anyway uh yeah i i, I i'm glad it's being talked about and i'm glad to see that the conversations that we're having about it seem to be a little healthier this time around
1: yeah I'm glad that the conversation now is in a better place to hear people out on those accusations than it perhaps was a few years ago when the last round of video game industry discussion of these kind of things happened and the response to accusers was a lot a lot more difficult.
2: Yeah, there was a lot less support last time.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not to say things are perfect now for oh, the, God, the no. support that's occurring, but it's definitely a hell of a lot better than it was. And that's something.
2: Yeah. That is still going to take a long time. <laughs> like, there's no easy fix to any of it. Uh, and we're just going to have to... I mean, this, this is going to go on a very long time. And that sucks. But it's it it's is. important and it's necessary. And... Um, and hopefully we come out the other side of it better.
1: Well done to the people who took the presumably pretty terrifying step of speaking up. Yep. It's not an easy thing to do. Well done for that. Uh, anyway, Podquisition. It's a video game show. Mm. Are your favorite video games great or perfect? Or are th- are they shit like some of the people in the games industry? But the games themselves, probably great or perfect, right?
2: Oh, yeah. There's only two ways that can go as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, who's got a video game they want to tell us if it's great or perfect? There's a
0: third option I've decided. Uh-oh.
1: I why do I feel like I know what game you're going to pivot to? No, I'm
0: having to sorry, just compose myself. Right. Um but but while I was doing that, while I had a little emotions in the corner. Um, you know, not related to anything. I was just thinking about, you know, Heavy Rain and, mm. and how mm. how emotional that is. Yeah. Um, and then I got something in my eye, um, but I thought to myself, "There's a third option: whether they're great or perfect, or we could just burn everything to the ground. Oh, we could just burn everything, all of it, just because just it fuck flat. the institution of it all.
2: <laughs>
0: How do we do that? I don't know. <laughs> just, just we're halfway through kicking the fucking rock over." Once we've done that and exposed the CD fucking underbelly for everyone to see, we just get a big hammer and smash it. The rock. The, the metaphorical rock, not, not Dwayne Johnson.
1: If we're burning the video game industry down to the ground, and we need like an actionable way to do that, um, I don't know, maybe we start by just burning everyone's copies of Spider-Man on the PlayStation 2. We've got to start somewhere. We'll
0: start somewhere.
1: We'll, we'll burn it all down eventually.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll start small, and then... yeah. Then
1: yeah, something small like all of the PS2 copies of Spider-Man. We can do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love we'll video games. way up from there.
0: I love video games, but I just, I fucking hate them.
1: Yeah? Is, is there a particular video game that's making you feel this way?
0: Um. Well, I mean, there's only one game you could play. Yeah. Um. The only one game we could talk about um, when, we, when we're discussing the great and perfect software available for our edification. <laughs> um, a game that obviously has been controversial, a game that is bleak. And not designed to be fun in any way. That is right. I have been playing Pathologic 2. <laughs> I'm in prison in it in the moment. I am in the prison bit of the game, which, as far as I can tell, just involves being in prison. Pathologic 2 is a great game um, because you are never happy when playing it.
2: Yeah, that is, that's what uh, sort of made me stay away. Yeah, it's everything I hate.
0: It's <laughs> everything I hate in a game. I don't know if this is just some some ongoing self-flagellation.
1: Has this just been your week? It's like, I'm going to play games that I'm just going to have a bad time with. Yeah, I, I I
0: I beat The Last of Us 2 in two days, then did an EastEnders marathon, <laughs> and then went right on to Pathologic Fucking 2. So, so that's been my week. Um I'll get Pathologic 2 out of the way um, I did some reading I was watching some videos and stuff on it um, Just because I love the art style I love the atmosphere I tried to play the original back in the day Didn't get far I don't expect to get far this time either Because it's still everything I hate But it's just something I want to experience mm-hmm. Because of of the atmosphere it has Because of the just the strangeness of it all it's such a fucking weird game, and I know all of the, the the story threads and the conceits and everything from the first, with all the stuff I was reading and and um, watching on it. Um, but I just wanted to experience the sequel because I didn't read too much about Pathologic Two, which is more or less it, it's a somewhat somewhat of a retelling of the the original, but in a, a more digestible format. Which in no way means digestible, <laughs> um, but it's good. It's it's just got such a. There's something very... Um, oh, people are going to hate me for saying this. But it's got a, a very Dark Souls quality to it. <laughs> and and what I mean by that is there's always this feeling of, of faint disconnect from the characters, the NPCs in the Soul series, that gives it this sort of half-faded quality, like everyone's just slightly out of it and slightly out of sync with you. And I love that kind of... Um, Deliberate disconnect in a game, if done well, and Pathologic does it very well. Um, it just feels so haunted constantly, um, and some of it's a little feels a little weird for the sake of weird, but it's just something I'm enjoying rotting in a jail cell. In I can't say I'm enjoying playing it right now because I'm, I'm sitting in the jail because <laughs> uh, I went looking for help, which you shouldn't do in that game, apparently. Uh, or anything. Don't sleep, don't eat, don't drink, don't think, don't talk, don't move. But you must move because if you don't, the the in-game timer will carry on and other people will try and beat the game. Other other characters in the game will try and beat the game and fuck up and eventually everyone will just die of plague. So it's a very cheerful game and that's, that's pathologic to him, not that far into it. It's got big beaky plague doctor things and these white mask, uh, stitch, shadowy sort of things. It's cool.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm glad it exists so that H-Bomber guy can make video about it that I can watch. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> saw that one.
1: I mean, that's the closest I'm ever going to get to digesting it. Yep.
2: Yeah. I'm just going to take his word for it. I
1: know from outside it's not going to be for me. <laughs>
0: Normally, I, I, I don't know why I did this. It must be quarantine. I mean, I also watched yesterday... Two episodes back to back of the new adventures of He-Man Ooh. The the 90s one with the Skeletor that everyone hated But I really respect Because he was nothing like Skeletor He, he had eyeballs mm-hmm. for one And big buck teeth And a sort of beige grey face And a black helmet That on sort of old standard deaf TV I always thought was a weird hairdo Like Skeletor <laughs> suddenly had a berries and cream lad hairdo um, and he, he used to. He didn't. He wasn't all. Nah, ha, ha. He was all. Ah! Don't breathe. That's what he did to one of his guards. He was smiling. He's like, I feel like smiling. He sounds like this. And then one of his guards smiles. He says I didn't tell you to smile. In fact, you don't breathe unless I tell you to. Don't breathe. And then he just watches his guard suffocate himself. It's a good cartoon.
1: I'm looking at that Skeletor now, and yeah, I don't blame you for thinking that was a hairdo. Right? It's amazing. Yeah. I, they
0: redesigned <laughs> everything for no reason, and they don't explain it. They never tell you why Skeletor is...
1: Because it's new. Yeah, they
0: just had new toys. Because
1: it's new in 90s. Yeah. Also, um, just as like a side note to to tell, to tell to tell you how much of an impact you've had on the world of... The new adventures of He-Man Skeletor. Yeah. If you search "new adventures of He-Man Skeletor" no. on Google Image Search, you show up on the second row because of Podtoid. <laughs> you've you've made your mark. <laughs> oh, I'm always bringing
0: up. I'm always bringing up. Well, not enough. I used to always bring up new adventures Skeletor. I need to start bigging him up again because history's done him dirty. Whenever anyone talks about that show, they're like, "Oh, they ruined Skeletor." And it's like, "Yes, they did. Absolutely." <laughs> but. But that version of Skeletor is still really entertaining. He's the o- only entertaining part of a very bad show. And they did an interesting thing where instead of being the ruler, he like sided with these space mutants. But they were trying to take over this planet. He didn't give a fuck about the planet. He just wanted to kill He-Man who was down there. Mm-hmm. So he's like the second in command instead of the guy in charge. But it's like Black of the third. It's like he's clearly running things because the guy's an idiot, but he's like pretending to suck up. It's 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 a fun dynamic, right? The new adventures of He-Man <laughs> had its merits. I am not stalling, so I don't have to talk about the Last of Us Part Two fucking again this week. Which
1: would, would you rather? I talk about it first, get that out of yeah, the way, because I finished it now. Because like I'd, I'd had it for like three hours when we recorded last week, and then I finished it. I continually go back and forth on on whether I whether I liked that game or not. There are parts of it, and I know I feel a bit more positively on this than Jim does, there are parts of it I think are genuinely good. There are parts of it that are completely, like, superfluous and do not need to be there, and are there there are things that drag out its narrative completely unnecessarily. There are times where they just drag on and hit the same point over and over and over, and it's like, yeah, no, I already agree with you, game. You don't have to spend X number of hours making me feel that way. I feel like it's better in its I, I think it has some wonderful moments of character interaction. Like there is some really well written and performed interactions between characters, which are probably a lot better than the the overall plot.
0: Funnily enough, some of the best moments, in fact th- the best moments, not counting the, the horror, the zombie horror yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I actually do think is the best part of the game, and I'd love just a more straightforward horror it's game. A, it's
1: a fun zombie horror game. Yeah, it
0: is a fun zombie horror game, I tell you that much. Um, seven out of ten. But some of the like the best story moments are the least bleak bits. Yeah. The flashback shit, although sometimes it gets a bit confusing when it's flashbacks in flashbacks, but the flashback shit which just or with what's yeah. it? Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Um, I guess <laughs> very, very mild. <laughs> and some of the flashbacks we and whatnot. Um, they're just really pleasant, and and it's interesting to just have them explore uh, the remnants of an old world.
1: I, I feel like it could have done with a slightly better balance of you know not being bleak all the time because when you're bleak without relenting, there's nothing to contrast it with. It doesn't really highlight the bleakness well
0: that's it i was most emotionally affected by the game or at least the closest i could get because i was just i i oh god the cynicism of the game was just so overwhelming for me i couldn't quite get a grip on it like emotionally but the closest it got would often be after the flashbacks because it juxtaposes sort of how nice and 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 what good Positive people can be, yeah. and it juxtaposes that against what they are in this game's world, and that shows the sort of the actual tragedy of it.
1: There is a great moment, and I'll stay really spoiler spoiler light, but if you've played it, you'll probably know what I'm getting at. There's there's a moment in a museum with some music playing, and like going from that to back to the sort of grim dark that came. Immediately after it, did a really good job of characterising like, okay, that says a lot about where this character's at, and probably you know that the character they were in in that nice previous scene might not have wanted them to be where they are now, and you know like that that was a nice contrast. It was you know showing levity so that the the grim stuff had you know had some actual. Something to compare it to, yeah.
0: And here's here's a here's a fun comparison for you. Yeah? I'd actually compare it to Call of Duty, um, seriously, because some of the some of the criticisms I can levy at this game's overall sort of never changing tone is what I've said about Call of Duty campaign, certainly the last one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, it's just so po-faced, and it's sleazy bad people doing sleazy bad things so consistently. Uh, without alleviation Except for the, you know, these brief snippets um, That that it doesn't have an effect anymore You get so desensitised to the grimness of it all
1: I would argue that th- For me, the main difference between this and, say, a Call of Duty campaign is This at least was trying to say something with what it was doing And you can argue how effectively it did that
0: Yeah, it was certainly tr- I, w- I will never fault them I will never say they didn't try
1: Yeah and i i think i think they did here's the thing i don't think this game needed to be as long as it did uh there's a section at the end that's completely and utterly fucking rushed and could have been its own like separate sequel that they just that was a sequel yeah.
0: truncated into a hurried mean-spirited final act
1: <laughs> um but like i i would argue the core idea of what this game's narrative was trying to do i think was a was a good concept for a narrative and i think that the narrative device they enact halfway through is, I think, a, a, a... You know, maybe didn't need to be used for as long as it was, but the sort of midpoint twist, a, a midpoint change-up of what they're doing was was theoretically, effect- uh, theoretically interesting. Theoretically a, gr- a, a great idea. Yeah.
0: One of the problems with this game is poor structure and direction, because some of these things are in the wrong order. For example... The bit where, you know, a lot of people talk talk about the bit where the game forces you to kill a dog and then later is like, people liked that dog, you monster. People played fetch with that dog. The problem is, is by the time I get to the point where you kill this one dog of many dogs is the fact that it is one dog of many dogs that the past 12 hours have taught you are really annoying enemies. Yeah. And that's a major problem that many of these games face when they try and make you feel bad is it spends hours conditioning you to view these things as nothing more than obstacles it's like
2: there's an expression a term that's been used to describe this yeah
1: when when narrative and mechanics don't quite mix properly for like a decade yeah
2: when 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 the gameplay tells you communicates one thing but the narrative
1: dissonance with the narrative yeah and the gameplay
2: gameplay narrative Dissonance. But it's it's amazing how like all this time later that is still just woven into the fabric of this stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, the problem is, is it's it's a game that has to make violence entertaining, right. For the audience it's selling to, and it's so hard to criticize violence. Like I'm working on a Jimquisition that argues a lot of this, but the most effective games that portray violence negatively do not cast you in a in a largely violent role. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, like this war of mine, you can be the aggressor, yeah. But so much of the truly devastating um, examples of violence in that game are not perpetrated by you and are often perpetrated against you,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and and that's how you feel the effects of violence, not by not by murdering dozens of, and then when you see the first. One you've killed, visibly being The fucking operating word Yeah, then you feel sad about it, but then you Go out and kill another dozen more I mean, it's just, it doesn't work Like, when you're trying this hard To be cinematic and emotions It's, it only makes you Look more ridiculous, the enemies The screaming people's names Oh, oh, Mark! It's like, it's so scripted and they do it all the time. It comes off like a parody of a game designed to make you feel.
1: I would argue that a lot of things such as the shouting the name of the person you've just killed would be a lot more effective if used a lot more sparingly. Yeah, it's every time almost. And also as a side note, I think there is only one video game I can think of that I think truly effectively has its, its feel bad about what you've done playthrough be the one where you kill everyone. That's Undertale. Because it goes out of its way to actively make it a really difficult thing you have to go out of your way to do. Yeah. And, like, it, it does that to slow down your progression frequently enough and often enough that you'll be having you'll be having a bad time trying to get through it. And it's like, oh, are you not enjoying trying to get through this? Well, fuck you, you shouldn't have done it. What makes
0: these games work, and you'll notice they're not the big blockbusters, and no, I'm not trying to... Some people have, have suggested <laughs> this. I'm not just trying to say, oh, eight games are shit and will never be higher. Yeah. I mean... That is true. Right. No no AAA game, let's be honest, on a real scale, has ever been better than a 7 out of 10. So, you know, like I
2: said on Monday, video games are shit, so we need to get over that. Right. We have to have a different expectation of those games, too, from that perspective because they can't appeal to the broadest possible audience which is necessary to you know, meet their financial sales figures to justify even producing games on this scale to their investors. Oh my god, the system's entirely fucked up, who'd have thought? But... <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, you're not going to be it's they're not compatible concepts
0: Conrad said normally what I was saying in a really really trollish (laughs) Shitty bratty little way.
1: I did want to say something about as well Like I I know that this week on the Jimquisition you talked a lot about like the the quality of actual narratives in in video games And I will I will make the point that like I, I will agree On a pure writing standpoint, most AAA video games do not stand up to other forms of media, but...
0: Well, you know, I mean, if they didn't fire some of their best writers...
1: Yeah, well, to to finish my point, like, I I don't inherently think that video games are a worse narrative medium um, than those other mediums, and I don't even... I think there is something to be said for a video game that has slightly worse writing than, say, a film, but... There is some degree of interactivity with it Well, that yeah Can sometimes be a more impactful narrative experience I'll
0: tip my hand a little on the Jimquisition Which might be this Monday, might be next Monday, who knows But I'll tip my hand a little That's one of the major defining differences And this, to to bring me, bring me back to where to where I was before I went off And thought, oh I know, I'll just upset everyone for a joke <laughs> um, to, to scale it back to where I was I'm not saying AAA games are shit No, Or indie games are automatically better What I'm saying is certain games are in a position Where they can risk not being fun To make a point yeah. Certain games are in a position where they can fuck with you As a player right. And mm. and sidestep um, Obligatory needs like, like Neil Druckmann's given it all this about how Oh well we don't think this game is fun Bullshit It's a fun survival horror zombie game. It's fun to crowd up the humans and make them blow up into little jibs because years of video games have taught me to feel like that is a fun time and I'm not going to feel bad about it now just because Naughty Dog said I should.
1: I pressed the button
0: and the thing fell down and I did it. Right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they are cartoon characters that yell random names out when you kill them. And it's funny. Like, it's funny. It's not tragic. Bits of this game are funny, sometimes because of how hard they've tried to not make it funny. But it is fun. It has to be in certain areas. And that goes against what they've said the game is trying to do. Whereas Pathologic 2, and this is part of the reason (laughs) why I did play it, was because I wanted to uh, uh, re-experience a game designed explicitly not to be fun. Which I'm not saying is a recommendable thing in certain regards. I know I'm going to fucking hate that game, but at the same time, I'm going to respect its existence. Um, One example of a game which is in that sort of mid-shelf, it's probably had a bit more budget than it should have to get away with what it got away with, but near Automata.
2: Yeah.
0: Square Enix, to its credit gives a lot of money to that series for it to piss up the wall on brilliant ideas for it to fritter money away on genius. Mm. Um, that's a good game, which unlike the last of us two, one of the things I pra- praise Nero Automata for where a lot of triple A games that try fail is it didn't just say, Oh, what if this is bad or, Oh, what if here is a choice between, uh, two morally gray things. Um, if you play through that game multiple times, which again, that's where the risk is. You've got, you've got to just keep going into it. Um, eventually, like, there are answers in that game. It comes to some conclusions. It has some things to actually say. It doesn't just throw concepts at your feet and tell you to sort it out, which I'm not, again, not saying that's a bad thing, but some of these games use that as a way to not commit rather than give you something to think about.
2: Right. If, if they commit, there's a risk that then they close themselves off from a segment of an audience that they need to get money from.
0: Well, look how many times we're told certain games aren't political, even as they're about the weaponization of capitalism.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, So, I, I mean, I want to, because a lot of the discussion around this has been, you know, like Schindler's list of games. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. And I I generally like Jeff Kanata. That was a that take. I like
0: him. I think I I think I upset him. But I didn't intend to. But yeah. I think I was a little harsher than I wanted to be towards him because I do I've got no quarrel with him.
1: now Jim, you, you know you made a joke about an Anne Frank Funko Pop. Uh or this Funko Pop or something, uh, the other day. Um Not not exactly that, but Amanda Palmer from uh Twin Peaks in a fucking like body bag oh, plastic God. Cold and dead grey face exists as a fucking fun- Funko Pop They're coming for everything
0: They are coming yeah. for everything They're like the red weed in in War of the Worlds They will cover everything in time We can't escape it It'll cover everything in
2: vines Grab a bird and strangle yeah, yes, it yeah. The point oh, I yeah. wanted to get to about this you know, Film comparison and stuff like that yes. Is that We only ever make these comparisons to things like Citizen Kane or Schindler's List. And it's fucking ridiculous. Those aren't the only movies out there. Tons of big budget crap gets made in (sighs) movies all the time. Tons of shitty music comes out all the time. Books, comics, nothing's immune.
1: Yeah. Don't don't necessarily try and compare your big bl- uh, budget AAA blockbuster to you know your Schindler's List or whatever. Compare it to Avengers Endgame right. or something. Be like, yeah, your big budget action thing that. That's something I brought up on the video. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it's like if we had to do
0: comparisons, which I don't like comparing things outside of mediums personally, mostly yeah, because but... while you can do it. You will often just make yourself look silly.
2: Well, every medium has its own strengths and weaknesses, and very, and it's it's so difficult to make those sorts of direct comparisons. Um, but yeah, if we
0: have to, like, I was playing The Last of Us and thinking, God, if I'd, this is closer to Game of Thrones because it's cynical and, again, and lurid in its violence. It's not sensitive, and and again, that's not a bad thing. A lot of people no, loved it. I love Game of Thrones. I, thought, I mean I don't yeah. love
2: Game of Thrones, but I get why people
0: love Game of yeah. Thrones. I mean I I loved it when it existed, but then it Shh. then it had its final season and like everything now it just disappeared. Like no one even remembers Tiger King anymore. Like <laughs> we haven't got time. <sighs> we consume something, we drop it, we get horrified on Twitter, and then we find something else to consume. But yeah, yeah, like it's it's more lurid, it's it's you know, you could have said Mad Max Fury Road. I still think that yeah. would have been Gilding the lily, but it would have been closer than Schindler's List. And I know Jeff has said he wasn't comparing it to the Holocaust, but then no one said he was. He compared it to Schindler's List. He said, he said every other game is John Wick, and this one is Schindler's List. <laughs> And apparently Uh, I'm the arsehole for thinking that's a bit silly. It is a bit silly. Uh,
2: And and I get the impression that it's just based on what I've seen and heard described, really does sound a little more like John Wick to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did have a couple of other thoughts I wanted to share on The Last of Us 2 before we, like, finish talking about it. Because, like, I, 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 you know, I have my things here that I'm like, okay, I have my cynical thoughts about it. But, like, I did think some moments of it were, were really good um particularly the moments that contrasted the positive with the negative there's there is a whole scene just before that whole last rushed section where there's a everything is a little bit nice for a minute and then it it goes bad and i'm like okay that i thought that was a quite well done scene mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of good scenes um I did want to kind of hit on um, the... mm, Yeah, mm, how do I, how do I, how do I do this quickly? So, mild, mild, mild spoilers. Um, Skip ahead like two minutes if you don't want to fucking know anything about the game. There is a trans character in this game. It is not the character that, that the leaks were saying was going to be trans, which I'm fucking thankfully glad of, because when it became clear in the review notes, there was a trans character and leaks had months ago said, Oh, it's going to be this character. I was like, Oh God, don't be that character because the discourse is going to be terrible. But there is a trans character in this game. And I feel kind of weirdly conflicted about it because this character, he, he is, he is, he is great. He is a, he's a really funny, um, well, well-written character. He, he's always very competent in scenes. He's always a joy to have in, in scenes. Where all the other violence in The Last of Us 2 centers around one central theme, or at least as I see it, which is violence begets violence begets violence, revenge begets revenge begets revenge, revenge. the trans character is the only character whose violence doesn't really feel like it fits into that narrative. He is a character who undergoes violence because he is trans, and then just when it seems like his narrative might stop being about that, he undergoes more violence because he is trans. He's also he is also not an adult. He he is he is a teenager. He is the only under eighteen that we see undergo violence. And it feels very weird to have your only child character and your only trans character face violence for their minority um identity when all of the other violence fits on a theme. Like all of the violence against, say, Ellie and and Dana, for example, who are, you know, what uh, one is lesbian, one is bisexual. That didn't feel weird because it felt like it was fitting with the narrative themes. It was violence because of things that they had done. This character, Lev, he's lovely. I feel very weird about how they dealt with... Yeah. The, he, he seemed to only exist for them to go, Ah, yes, he is trans. Now he's going to undergo some violence because he's trans. Well,
0: I think one of the problems, and I can't fully speak to it because, you know, obviously I'm cis, so I... There are certain elements I just can't speak to. But... One issue I had with... I mean, it's endemic of everything wrong with the game that, that I feel is at the core of what's wrong with it. Not that I'm saying the game is fully wrong because, like I said, it's a fun horror game. But the things that are wrong with it come down to, no matter what Naughty Dog wants to say they're doing, they are trying to be lurid. That's the word I keep, I yes. kept thinking of as I played it. Like, just shocking and outrageous and trying yes. to stun. And when you apply that to everything you're doing... Yeah, the any attempt at sensitivity is not; it's just not going to come through. And at worst, it will look hypocritical, as it does in certain scenes of this game.
1: Yeah, like I, there are moments of this game I thought were fantastic. And from a from a standpoint of like, as terrible as I know, like say, Quantic Dream is, and how shitty their storytelling ability is, I like a good, very like, very. I know the the, the uh, grumble at the term. I like a good, very high cinematic. Um thing that just like has very fancy visuals and lets me play through a big fancy blockbuster narrative i like I like a bit of those and sure the game does that very f- it does it f- well it really hit those buttons for yeah. me i I mechanically enjoyed it i you know despite the fact that i i I have a huge list of things where I'm like that was unnecessary you could have cut that down you you didn't need to have. Ellie auto-spooled the wire around her arm every time she walked with the wire.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, when you hear the fucking stories of Crunch at that company and you have to upgrade your guns and every upgrade has its own unique animation. And no, folks, I don't mean every gun has its own upgrade animation. I mean, every upgrade has its own animation on every fucking gun. And every time I'm sitting there having my time wasted, no, I'll be honest. I know this is going to suck for the people who worked hard on it. I didn't fucking appreciate it. I I know that sounds fucking horrible. But I didn't appreciate it because it it wasted my time and all I thought about was the fucking horror stories that come out of that company.
1: I I had the opposite response which was that's really cool. Oh, no, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be praising the structure that brought this to occur. And I felt weirdly conflicted every time I was like Oh, that's a nice detail
0: I mean, obviously, I I speak for a certain Type of of person who has No patience for Certain time-wasting elements in games I know some people You know, that's when I'm probably at my most Divisive um, with games Criticism these days, is things I feel waste and disrespect the player's time. Other people really seem to love that, but when games like Red Dead come out or like this come out, I I end up at odds with some people because I'm like, this is just so self-indulgent.
1: I disagree with you on this game, but I agree 100% on Red Dead that being a problem. Yeah. It bothers me in Red Dead. (laughs) Yeah. Um...
0: So yeah, obviously we've got different tolerances for these things And I just yeah, but The moment I saw that and I realised Like, oh god, this is every fucking upgrade What,
1: you don't want to see, see her have to File down the edge of the gun to get the new thing To fit Jesus onto it? Jesus
0: Christ Like, every gun's got multiple upgrades And if I want to upgrade, you know More than one thing in one go Like, I'm just sitting there, I'm not playing The game, I'm doing what I've had to do with several of these Fucking games, I'm watching the studio Have a wank
1: See, so, yeah, I quite like The Last of Us 2 in spite of everything. <laughs> like it's quite good. Yeah, it's it's quite a good game. And you know what? When I'm not trying to, you know, take in the piece of meter at hole and I go, okay, let's let's just set aside the things wrong with it. I've had some really nice time this week just chatting over the bits of it that I do like with people. And I've had some really th- there's a lot of really nice things in there to discuss. There's just a lot of weird wrapped around it.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, former former co-host Gavin has been messaging me as he's playing it. And he's he's closer to my end, so it's a joy every now and then as I just get a message from him saying, "Oh, what the fuck?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's brilliant stuff.
0: Oh, um oh. love old Gav. Love Gav. Yeah, I I saw uh, him
1: tweeting about his uh Or politely say mixed responses. Yeah, yeah. um, But I will say, consider, we've
2: spent half an hour talking about this fucking game. Yeah, no, it's a fascinating game.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: I keep saying that the discourse isn't worth it while continuing to engage with it. Like,
2: oh, God, yeah. And so I think that that's, I don't know, there's really something about that. And I, I, obviously, there's some really horrible shit surrounding it that I don't like. And I will still probably not play it just because I'm not, I don't care that much. But I will say, seeing it being engaged with the amount that it has, I think should signal to anybody who questions whether or not it's enjoyed by people, the fact that we're wrestling with it to such a degree is interesting.
0: But people in Jackson still talk about the time I did a shit at a Bank Plus lobby. doesn't mean (laughs) I achieved much.
2: Well, certainly, Uh. certainly.
0: I mean, I'll say, like, I won't call it the most overrated game of all time but i said this in the video as well like i don't think i've played a game where the accomplishments of it have been this overstated since i played fable 3 mm-hmm. that's that's my sort of that's that's my
1: soundbite on that i all i want to say is That fucking uh, embargo was bullshit. Oh, oh yeah, fuck that. Like, I only agreed to it because, like, my coverage for launch day wasn't going to be anything to do with the plot, but
0: God. There's shit people should have known about coming in, like, content descriptors people should have been uh, uh, made aware of. Reviewers should have been trusted to handle that stuff the way they know how. Um, you know I, I I may criticize a lot of sort of games media and, and old, old older school games media just because there's a lot of residual bitterness there, but a lot of them have been doing it a fucking long time and know their craft and PR does not know their craft PR knows the craft of PR and they clearly treated these reviews as they like to, which is another wing of PR
1: it it has been years since i have seen a game go you cannot talk about literally half of this product I mean, in your final review
0: it's nonsense
1: it's at that point
0: yeah. you are using reviews to obfuscate things which is using them as as advertisements which is not yeah. what criticism should be i mean i i i i take criticism as a as a literary thing fairly seriously um, I, I, I've, I've always found it fascinating. It's why I got into game reviews, um, and I consider this sort of embargo. I like I, an embargo is an agreement of, you know, let's be cool about certain things and, and everything. You know, no problem. But one like this, this is vandalization of the criticism. That's straight up what it is.
1: Embargoes exist to go hey. Please don't, like, tell everyone everything about our game a month before it comes out, but we want to give you a chance to get through this before, you know, so you're not having to rush, and that you're not having to go, whoever gets through the game first gets to have the first review. Yeah. Theoretically, that is a fine thing. A
0: couple story spoilers that they don't want you to go into. Yeah, Yeah. fine, whatever. I wouldn't have gone into those anyway. But 50% of the game full of content people really should know about. Um, and resulted in some really vague reviews i mean it's it's just gutting criticism Mm. is what it is i will say though the one thing that hasn't been overstated uh are those accessibility options
1: oh god yeah everyone go watch my video about that accessibility menu because fucking hell that game it's
0: it's super impressive um as someone who doesn't have a lot of uh, accessibility issues with playing games. I still found some of them useful. I mean, where I live now there's a giant window um, mm. that catches a lot of light even when I sort of pull the it's blinds and everything. So you going to get high contrast mode. When I'm done playing an area of the game And I just want to find the pickups instead of stumbling around in the dark looking for shelves among all the highly detailed clutter. Swipe on that thing. Yeah. Highlighting everything in bright yellow.
1: The nicest thing about that is it meant I could play on an overall higher difficulty because the scarce resources that were there on those higher difficulties... I knew I had a reasonable chance of finding all of them. I wasn't going to have to just run around in circles mashing the walls until I found them. Yeah, yeah. I could just go highlight it in yellow, what's the things I need to pick up in this room, got it, off I go.
0: I played around with a lot of, um... There's a lot of fun things to play around with. Like, the the fact that it's all accessible is great, but I know some people will be like, oh, well, it doesn't... Uh, what's in it for me? And it's like, there's there's plenty in it for everyone. Hmm. Like, this can make replaying stuff really good. Like... If there's a, a a section of a game you're replaying and you and it's a boring bit or you just you don't like that part, you can turn on some of these options to get through it way quicker. Or if you, you know, if you're like me, like you want to play the, the the action sequences normally, but when you're just trying to find pickups and hidden items and stuff, like I don't want to waste my time in the dark. I thought it was great having that option. I'd love to see yeah. that in everything.
1: I, like, I've been racking my brain in the week or so since I finished this game, trying to think of literally anything that this game could have done better to help more people access the game. And the two I've so far come up with is, you know, be good to have some support for alternative dyslexia-friendly fonts and trigger warnings and content warnings, maybe have some ability to warn players of, hey, this game is deliberately grimdark the whole fucking way through. Maybe we can give you a headset when some specific stuff is coming. Like, at a push, that's the two things I could go, maybe maybe you could have additionally put that in. And I think other than that, I think they've hit on basically everything I've ever seen a game do with software for accessibility. Yeah, I mean... Which is ridiculous.
0: Just compact. Like, you can tweak so much from, like, whether enemies flank you or not to whether they can break out of human shield situations or not.
1: Uh, How often do your AI enemies, uh, your AI companions kill enemies versus how much do they just sort of stay back? Um, There's one
0: where you can just You just press in the left stick And the character will just point in the exact direction You need to go to continue the story Which I found useful for deciding Because there are some areas where it's like You could miss some gear if you go through this door And not know it If I use that to point in the right way And then go the other way to look for hidden shit I'm like, perfect
1: I was using it exactly the same way For Mm -hmm. what is the off the beaten path That I should probably look around in There's
0: so much useful shit just for people who don't necessarily need that stuff but there's the applications are plentiful and I hope that, you know, some of the resources and some of the, the, the tech next gen goes toward that.
1: I, I hope Sony makes this a first party standard. Just get whoever at Naughty Dog was responsible for this and send them to every one of your studios to give a talk on how to do this.
0: Yeah, I mean we need to get to a point where it's it's practiced and codified enough to where it is not a j as big a labour intensive thing. Yeah. If we can get people used to doing this, then I I, I, I could see this go into many games and be incredibly useful.
1: But yeah, comrade, what have you been playing this week? Uh... <laughs> now that we spent 40 minutes getting The Last of Us 2 out the hey, way. Yeah, I'm
2: sorry. No, no, I, I found it very enlightening, actually. It's, uh... Yeah, good conversation. No, uh, I played Colt Canyon, the, uh... the westerny y roguelike that you were talking about last week, Jim. Mm.
0: Yeah, I still didn't get past that first boss, and then I sulked and didn't play anymore.
2: I... I did. I did make... I, so... <sighs> This was, uh, uh, this was one of those games that uh, it tricked me because I, I had a pretty good first run. <laughs> mm. And I made it to that first boss, no problem. And then it kicked my ass. And I thought, oh, well, this ain't so bad. And then it just sort of kicked my ass a few more times until I was like, oh, I didn't really have the hang of this as, as well as I did. I'm getting better at it. I have, I've made it to the second boss now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is really cool, actually. Uh, the, the second boss is just a big old bear. He's a big old bear, and he doesn't need like that. doesn't need anybody to help him. Let me tell you, that bears plenty good on their own. Uh, very fast, a lot of dodging. But what I love about the fight, which I still have not won, I think I've gotten maybe fifty percent of the way to defeating it. Scattered around the environment are bear traps. Little bear traps that you could run by and hit and then lure the bear into for damage. Now, it doesn't, I I wish it actually held them for a little bit so you could shoot or, I don't know, get a smidge more distance away from this very fast and incredibly dangerous (laughs) bear that requires super precise dodge timing to avoid the attacks from. But damn if it ain't fun. Um, I, I also, I wish I could understand how I was unlocking some stuff so I could get a better sense of what I should be experimenting with to unlock more stuff. Uh, because you you get characters at points, and those characters get starting weapons at points, and I, I really have no idea how any of it's coming. The, uh, I get a little notification when there's a new character, but it doesn't seem to tell you when you've got new weapons that you might want to try. And so then it's a surprise that you come back and you're like, oh shit, I've unlocked like seven things.
0: I think it does pop up as like little achievements in the corner or something. It tells you when like a new loadout's unlocked.
2: Yeah, some things do, but I can't, I'm I'm always, I don't know, I always feel surprised, but it, uh... They're easy to miss. Yeah, and it's, but it's really good. I love the visual, uh, style of it. Uh, And it, it, it's not hard to play. As a result, everything is very clearly visually uh, communicated. It's so one of
0: my favorite things about it. Is it's there's no ambiguity as to what's what.
2: No, well, but now you haven't beaten the first boss. That is true. I sulked. And this is something that I will say about, it, and I like this element of it because it is playing into the fact that it has these very distinct things, and then it wants to create subterfuge for that, much in the same way that uh, Binding of Isaac, you enter the womb. And just its very visual design makes it more challenging to avoid things like enemy blood splatters on the floor that can deal damage or, you know, things like that. In much the same way, Colt Canyon introduces uh, brambles in the next area that are... um, you know, it's like a big, it's a swamp area and there will be these bits of Bramble and they're red, but they are not that distinguishable, a red from the blood that gets left by killing enemies. Or, you know, if you get wounded and start leaving a trail behind. And so then it can be difficult to think, you know, you're just casually looking, you're walking through, Oh, it's blood. No, it's not. And now you're in the middle of Bramble's taking damage and slowed down to get out. Uh, and I, I, I like it. Of course, I find it frustrating because I am exactly the sort of person who falls into the trap over and over and over and over and over again and will never learn my lesson. But it is well executed, and I can't deny that. Yeah, good game. I like it. Uh, I, I'll i keep plugging away at it because I'm determined to beat that bar. Uh, really like that big old bar. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's really all I've, I've played other than a... A little bit of Binding of Isaac. Um, Laura was talking about doing Greed runs with... Um,
1: uh, Lilith. Lilith, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Uh, I've been playing so much more Binding of Isaac this week. I've been going back through doing a bunch of playing with um, uh, Azazel. Mm-hmm. Um, my new favorite combination of power-ups that I've discovered with Azazel is um, Monstro's Lung, which normally spits out a bunch of like blood... Um, on a charge, uh, sort of in the direction that you're aiming. Yeah.
0: It's yeah, sort of like a mortar shot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With, with a zazel, it just makes lasers fire in random directions yeah. out of you, like seven or eight
2: random directions, and that's been really fun to play with. Yeah. You get the one that is in the direction you're facing that still executes, but then there will be like another four or five that just spray out, and that works with regular brimstone too. Often there's not even one. There's not even one in the direction you aimed. Oh, there there always is. Yeah.
1: I've had I've had times where I've pointed it in a direction and nothing's gone that way.
2: Yeah, because I just had it uh, a couple days ago uh, on well, stream, I,
1: I, and, I, and I was I, I had to, I, well, I had it the other day on stream, and I had several times where I was having to circle because it wasn't firing the way I pointed.
2: Well, and, and that might be an analog flip back issue, where uh, it, oh. it you know because. I, I i had someone pointed out to me that because i was struggling yeah. with it as well I was like oh it's so hard to aim it and they're like no 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 there's always one that that goes in the right way and as i would ease back instead of just like letting go as i'm so want yeah. to do it would always do it so mm,
1: you might be right because i have like with just regular brimstone on a couple of runs today been like firing and noticing it going not the way i sent it yeah uh, and i okay okay that would make sense. I thought it was just randomizing entirely, and I was taking to sort of letting it go as I did a circle of the enemy.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still super good. Yeah, it's a very effective strategy.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it was... It's a great, uh, great setup. I... I had one run where I had a bunch of speed up things so that my th- my stuff was charging faster, mm-hmm. uh, and I ended up with that plus the quad shot. Mm. So it was taking a while to, to like even with all of the 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 tier speed up, it was taking a while to charge. But when it did, everything died.
2: <laughs> my favorite combination uh, with Azazel or any Brimstone is a uh, Ludovico technique. Oh God, yes, that. My my first
1: successful um Azazel run was a Ludovico one. Yeah,
2: and that's just Because it,
1: it gets rid of the biggest problem with Brimstone, which is the charge time and having to be so close. Yeah, it's just completely
2: independently operated circle of death. Um it's great. Yeah, the uh I, I finally unlocked greedier mode. Oh yeah. And and started digging into that. And I've had a couple of successful my first Lilith run uh against the two phase ultra greed Obliterated it, and and I think I've had an Azazel run go through okay. So I'm slowly working my way through now. Mm. Greedier mode, which is gonna hurt with some of these, but so it goes. It's a fun game. Still like to play it.
1: Yeah. Uh, you play anything else, Jim? Hang on. I'm far away.
2: You're so far away. Yeah.
1: He couldn't bear to sit listening to Comrade talk about a game. Oh but... no, I've
0: got my wirelesses on, I could hear the whole thing. <laughs> I um sorry about the rumbling in the background now, but it's a fucking scorcher of a day it out, is. and I—oh God, say! I—I need the air conditioning back on.
1: <laughs> I don't have the aircon on, but I've got a huge window open, and I—I'm—I'm I'm sat at the point of like I could just start removing my clothes on the podcast. No one would know.
0: Well, we do now.
1: It's, well, okay, now you know. It's too bloody warm. You've
0: spoiled the mystique of it all.
1: Okay, maybe I'll put them back on, Jim. Ah. What do you say about that? Ooh, oh, risky! Maximum risky! Yeah, I'll, I'll put extra clothes on. I'll put a jacket on now. Oh, I'll be so hot and sweaty. Ah,
0: oh, dress tease <laughs>
1: Um, I played a couple of other things to quickly rattle through this week. Mm-hmm. I played through the new DLC for Pokemon: The Isle of Armor DLC. Um, there's a bunch of stuff in it that you just look at and go, why, why, why can this only work in the DLC and not the main game? Like. You can now have a Pokemon run around behind you, like you could in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, but only while you're on the new DLC area. If you go back to the main area, it can't follow you no more. I like that I can now have my bicycle have like a Tron trail behind it. That's quite cool. They added a bunch of Pokemon back in. Lickitung's in now. There's no weapons yet, but Lickitung's back in. Uh, the DLC's real short. It's done something real nice for me with my whole quest to get all these shiny Pokemon. Um, Short version, there's Pokemon in Sword and Shield that, If you catch them in raids, we'll sometimes have like different forms like, oh, hey, this is the original chonky version of Pikachu or the stretched out Meowth. Those are really hard to get in shiny form because they're really hard to find in raids in general. And then you have to hope on top of that, you get shiny odds. It's a fucking nightmare. I've I've been dreading trying to get those in shiny. There's now a thing where you can take a regular shiny Pokemon and make it into that other form, which is, for me, in my very specific use case, is wonderful. I've been very much enjoying that. Nice big open area to explore. Does feel weird that the it, that it is so narratively short. There's like three buildings on the entire DLC. And I played a game called Overland that was in that uh, itch bundle for racial justice and equality. I'm not very far into it, but it's a very visually impressive top-down sort of isometric grid-based strategy game. Think of you sort of, think of like an XCOM type game, but you've not got any guns. Um, you are trying to make a road trip across America, and rather than being big environments that you're doing, these sort of like pick where you're going to go, then the enemy turn, that sort of thing. It's very small environments that you sort of go from one to the other, and you're basically trying to trying to do the maths on, okay, well, there's a shop over there that might have medicine, there's a shop over there that might have food. There's a gas station over there that probably has fuel and we're going to need that to keep driving. How far can I get to get some of those resources and get back in the car before these, eni- these these monsters get me because I have no real way to fight them off? I've been very much enjoying it. I I struggle with games like your sort of XCOM type games and it's quite nice to have it pared down to just really movement and picking things up and going back to your car are the only real things you have to worry about. And the environments are small enough that there's less paralysis of choice. It's just, there's an enemy there, there's an enemy there, get stuff, get back in the car. I've been having fun with it. It's it's an interesting little game. In the time I've spent with it so far, it's not really evolved its mechanics much very much. Um, every level has been a little bit samey, and I'm kind of hoping that that changes as it goes further. That's a fun little thing that's worth a look.
0: Oh, good, good.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think the only other thing that was on the topic list this week is Mixer shut down with Zero warning to any of their creators. Yep.
0: Well, (laughs) I mean... That's a full story. Anyone working there, I think. And, you know, luckily, thank God, Ninja's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, he got his millions... Some
0: people got their big contract buyout thingies or whatever. I don't know.
1: Yeah. He, he got his big contract to move to Mixer and he still gets to keep all that money And have some extra money And doesn't have to be at Mixer <laughs> Probably worked out great for him
0: Yeah, it's funny People used to ask, like, why don't you go on Mixer, Jim? Uh, I think I did it I think I tried it, like, once But, you know, I I, I know a de facto monopoly when I see one Yeah, yep. yeah. And until that changes Twitch is... The safest bet you're going to get if you want something sustainable for the time being.
2: Exactly. And it's, it's you know, it, it, we're in a weird sort of spot here where the only options that have the resources available to actually represent a competitor their only choice is to consolidate in the way that they're doing just to even hope of having the leverage to grow market share. Um, there are not going to be new competitors because the barrier to entry is just way, 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 way too high. So there's going to have to be some redefinition uh, of content before anything happens.
1: Oh, don't, don't be, don't be so sure. Get ready to stream on Vimeo gaming. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, Man, Vimeo That's been limping along for like a decade It's still here
1: They still exist it's... mainly for art students Who want really high quality No artifacting upgrades for their portfolio yeah. Animations Art
0: studios and like wrestling Channels like Botchomania That use it yeah. to get around Because WWE ain't claiming copyright On Vimeo, no one cares <laughs> So Yeah So when I watch Watcher Mania and I don't want the horrible corner screen YouTube one, like, I watch on Dailymotion or Vimeo or something.
1: Yeah, it's the same reason people upload, like, copyrighted content to, to Pornhub. Who the fuck's gonna check?
2: You'd be surprised. Well, Pornhub's gotten big enough now. Oh, I,
1: I don't know. If if I want to see bootlegs of musicals, I still go on Pornhub for those.
0: I watched Botchamania yesterday, and the only one, the only upload they had was the
1: Xtube one.
2: The, the music industry's coming for Pornhub. A lot of DMCA yeah. strikes from Warner Media and
1: yeah. The, the the last time I wanted to watch Hamilton, I I, I think <laughs> the video title on Pornhub was something like um, Alexander Hamilton has a ha, has a big hole or it's something of, it's something to do with a gunshot wound and they were sort of making right. jokes about holes and it's like oh no it's just a full upload of the musical because that people do that on Pornhub.
0: There you go. I wonder if a new episode of Extantus is out. I feel like keeping my cheery mood up
1: Shall uh, should we wrap up for the week?
0: He might as well yeah. might as well, Laura, how can people find things that you've done On the internet and that you'd like Them to read and look at and hear
1: Laura K Buzz in all the places, Twitter, Twitch YouTube, Patreon, that's the one That pays the bills um, Check out Accessibility Which I upload on YouTube every Friday uh, The most recent Episode we had up was the one about The Last of Us 2, which I was real happy with how that Turned out Uh, We have a video going up this Friday about dyslexia-friendly fonts, which is why I've been playing a bunch of games with dyslexia fonts in them. Um, Other than that, my third book is up for sale, and that is a thing that you can check out. Gender Euphoria, Stories of Joy from Trans, Non-Binary, and Intersex Writers, is an anthology book of just really positive stories from non-cisgender writers. Understandably, and for good reason, a lot of narratives about... about people not being cisgender centre on things like, you know, not feeling comfortable with your physical body when you go through puberty and you know, getting away from harassment and things like that, and all those are all important parts of, you know, of of the non-cisgender story and lived experience, there's a lot of really shitty stuff happening right now, and I wanted to put something together that is just a, a an entire book of people sharing stories that are just the specific times and ways that coming out as trans or non-binary or agender or gender fluid or uh, a bunch of other identities made them feel great about themselves and made them feel, you know, good and wonderful. So it's fucking ice cream truck going past. Uh, but the timing's exceptional. Yeah, get out get out of here, ice cream truck. Stop like, it. it. It
2: was just adding a nice positive <laughs> energy to the background of your uplifting... Oh.
1: I'm I'm glad it's come across that way. Yes, yeah. I've summoned the uplifting energy. Um so yeah, there are there are essays in there from 15 other writers from a diverse selection of backgrounds. There's a bunch of essays in there that I've written personally. Um it is up on Unbound right now. We are it's the same as the Butt's book, it's basically can we get X number of pre-orders so that the publisher goes, yep, that's fine, and everything keeps going, and I can pay all of the writers that I want to write words for it, that all have good words to write. So yeah, check out Gender Euphoria on Unbound. That is a project I've been trying to get this funded for like a year and a half, and I'm glad to finally have like an avenue to be able to pay people to make this book happen. So
0: That always feels good. Yeah. Like, I always feel yeah. good when I, you know once i got into a position where i'm like i can pay people like good to get good stuff made and done it it feels good
1: yeah exactly like i wanted to write this book like a year ago and the main reason i didn't was um without naming any publishers i had a publisher who wasn't willing to pay let's say 30 quid for three thousand words like that's how much they were trying to sort of lowball Like we won't just, they were like oh yeah Great, great book, great book, we'll pay you for it But paying contributors, fuck that And I was like no, I, they need to get paid um, So I finally found a way To get them properly paid, so check out Gender Euphoria I, I'm i really excited to work on this It's going to be nice to work on, I think it's just very positive It's an entire book of uplifting stories uh, I should probably talk about the other shit I do There's other. Uh, there's other podcasts There's Pixel Squirt, there's Queer and Pleasant Strangers, and there's Dice Funk. Comrades on that. Yeah,
2: I'm on Dice Funk. Um, You can also find me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman, and you can come and hang out with me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash that Conrad Zimmerman. It is a pretty good chat in there. Um, Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, and we'd love to have more people come and and hang out. Uh, I usually do afternoons, eastern standard time starting sometime around two and going until five um uh, so if you're around you're still home hiding from pandemic or you're uh in europe or, or whatever just come come hang out twitch.tv slash that conrad zimmerman uh you can also buy anti-capitalist propaganda from me at pinfultruth.com you can buy audiobooks from me at conradreads.com and I do other podcasts like Boston's Favourite Son with Jim, who has a Patreon.
0: Allegedly so. Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. Clearly not allegedly. Why did I? I just thought it'd sound clever, didn't I? <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. Uh, that keeps this going. Uh, the podcast and the video series and, and just keeps business going. Also, this is... I've not actually said this before public like i've been on my facebook which is more or less closed off but the next time i am here recording this i will be a british american person
2: congratulations Woo.
0: i'm so happy many people have said that's bad timing but i think being able to become a citizen just in time to vote against the gop in pennsylvania is actually a great time
1: Yep, yeah. and also it means you can be as outspoken about about shitty americas you want without feeling period gonna kick you
0: out well you know i'll do that old thing of like i chose it so i'm a i'm like a double american i'm like better american <laughs> I, I i i didn't just sort of land here I oh, graft mate bootstraps <laughs> oh whatever anyway let's go go and vote against donald trump if you want no do it even if you don't want to for a laugh Bye. bye bye Who'd vote against him for a laugh?